Hello once again. It's good to see your faces here this evening. Like uh, our brother Eric said this morning, it's a it's a pleasure to come into this house of worship. Always glad to be here, and I'm uh, especially glad tonight. Uh, Darwin and I go back a long ways, and uh, I'm anxious to hear what he has prepared for us tonight, what the Lord has given him in direction. I'd like to read for uh, opening scripture from Second uh, Nephi in the fifth chapter, partially that of what is our week's uh, scripture to be read, uh, but I'm going to start on the 82nd verse. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart I have written my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be ye afraid of their revilings. For the moth shall eat them up like a garment, and the worm shall eat them like wool. But my righteousness shall be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Let's continue our worship in using hymn number five. Thank you. 
Father. Thank you for this day. Thank you for all of us being able to gather here this night. Um, I ask that my spirit might be with us and with Darwin as he gives us the word which thou hast had him prepare for us. That we might listen and grow and learn and grow close to you and be more in tune to thy word. And I ask thee in thy most holy name, even Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Chapter 4, 2 and 3. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation.
Thank you, Mark. I want to get some things out of the way first. I don't know whether you noticed today <clears throat> with our earlier sermon that the man was a little bit short. He was, uh, it was 10 minutes till. He's usually a little bit longer winded than that. Maybe he felt sorry for the one coming up and show a little compassion for me too. But as I was saying before we come in here, that, uh, oh, what's it been? Two or three months ago, Joe asked me to uh, take this spot. And uh, he knows how I love to get up in front of everybody. But I, I haven't been able to say no to too many people. So therefore, here I am. But it's amazing how we get to, to here. To me, it's amazing. It's, it's uh, as we were talking about earlier, coincidence. No. It's not coincidence. He directs us, especially if we can look back and see how things were and how he directed us. Today I sat in the, in the back there where we normally sit, and I keep waiting for, for uh, some words to come out that would tie into my... Uh, my thinking in my direction tonight. And this guy, uh, the Lord, gets right to it. Testimony. Our testimony, each and every one of our testimonies, need to be strong. We need to be ready to give our testimonies. And it, uh, the direction he has given us, uh, I, I just want you to know that he's behind everything we say. Even though it's out of a, a meager, weak-minded man like me. I uh, would like to uh, give you a little bit of testimony from my life. And I've done this before, and it's an easy, sometimes an easy way out, but I want to tie it in to our testimony. Um, do you have a testimony? If you haven't, I, I differ with you. You've got a testimony. And do you show your testimony? Uh, I've got a couple of scriptures, and you've got to listen to uh, to these scriptures to understand where I'm coming from. 
and what this is saying. Uh, Second Thessalonians 3, 1 through 5. And here again, when you get starting, started reading a scripture, how many times have you gotten oh, sidetracked or going on farther than what you've been directed to? Or that, oh, turn a page. Oh, that fits in real good. I mean, there's no end to the scriptures that ties. Anyway, 3, 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may be have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith, for the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you, that you both, ye both do and will do these things which we command you. And the Lord directs, direct you, your hearts, to the love of God, and into the patient waiting for Christ. There's two things in that that hit me pretty uh, strong, and I'm getting dry. Was free course. Um, in our testimony, what does that mean? I guess, in my mind, it means you need to have it prepared in your mind, what you say. And I'll I'll, uh, explain that later. But uh, look back on your gifts that you have been given, your testimonies, and they are gifts. Uh, You have no idea... When it, when it happens, usually you, you look back, are able to look back at it, on it, and realize how much of a gift it was. First uh, Peter, First Peter, three, fourteen, fifteen. But if, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are we ye, and be, be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer with meekness and fear to every man that asketh of you, a reason for hope that is in you. Having... A good conscience, and this is where it comes in, there's no end to it. You want to keep going. Having a good conscience that when where, whereas they speak evil unto you as of evil doers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you, accuse you your good conduct in Christ. For it is better in the will of God 
be so, that ye suffer for, for well-doing than for evil-doing. My uh, page was tore right there. I've taped it up. So that's the reason I didn't catch conduct. Uh, each of us can look back on our lives and uh, look at a time when we give our testimonies and how it was given. And do you feel like you were, you were sufficient in giving your testimony? Most of the time, you're, you feel lacking. But yet, oh, how your heart swells when you can give that testimony. You just, it's just great. How do you know God's gifts? Well, hindsight, always be ready to give back your testimonies. Um, I was I was raised in a in a home that did not have religion. Oh my mother and father were good. They didn't have religion. And uh, so when I no no church. We had uh, I forget what Church of Christ that was in the town that we uh, I attended because my neighbors, our neighbors, would pick me up. They wanted some kids in their church, so they brought me in, and it was well. And uh, I uh, was 17, 18, going along in life, um, I'll say it now, invincible. You remember those days? Nothing, nothing stopped you. And I was uh, geared that way. I was independent, very invincible. And then, before I graduated from high school, I uh, didn't know it, but my wife... Uh, now, uh, I guess took notice, but I had been in school with her in the past. In fifth grade, went class together, but uh, she was uh, in high school in our senior year, and we got together. And uh, I guess you could say we've been together ever since. Uh, 57 years and for her her um, knowledge it was October 8th in case you forget this year 57 years ago and uh, I uh, by 1970 I had had we had had 
I didn't. We had had three kids. And uh, I'm getting to the testimony part here. But uh, 1970. And uh, after that, shortly in that, that, that time frame, I wasn't a very good guy. I was, uh, I can blame it on a lot of things. My brother was a Catholic. Uh, I, I had some friends that was uh, pretty, pretty wild. But I was driving home with my family. And I remember this to the day I die. And back then, you got to remember, too, that drinking and driving was not as taboo as it is now, and about rightly so. But I uh, was driving home from probably her mother's, and uh, all of a sudden, something told me to pull over. I can remember the spot in the road where that happened. Pull over and ask my wife to drive. One of many things, he was watching over us, watching over me and my children, my family. Um, one of many things. Since then, I never drank and drove. But. I forgot one thing to tell you about one of my testimonies earlier. When I was a child about Harper's age, his size, on the farm, went with Dad everywhere. We was coming home. We lived on a rock road, pretty, pretty used rock road. And we had an old, old Ferguson 30 which was a small tractor, but it was what we had. We had a Ferguson 30 and a 20. But anyway, and on these tractors, they have a fender around the rear tires. And that's where we put our bottoms. About said something else, but in. That's where we put our bottoms and sat while traveling along with Dad or anybody else. And we was coming, just got to the house and ready to turn in the driveway. And I'm, I don't remember it. I think I remember falling. But I fell. And this part I don't remember. But apparently that back dual, back tire, tractor tire rolled over my head. And all the next thing I remember was I was in my mother's arms and she was washing the rocks that had been pushed into my head, away away from my head. Didn't bother me a bit. Hence the hard head I've got. Testimony. A lot of hindsight there. And I didn't realize... That he was, he took care of me until I realized who he was.
And in, uh, in about 77, I built a new home. I, uh, uh, that was a big deal. Built a new home and moved into it and quit my big life job of factory work and uh, went to work someplace else and, and uh, started to go to church. And the reason I went to church was my wife. She's behind everything. And uh, her, uh, she was taking the kids to church. I was sitting at home without her. And I wasn't going to let that happen. So in 1979, 43 years ago, I was baptized by a man named Joseph Smith from Independence. I know none of you probably know him. He's, he's gone now. But he was from Independence and he moved to Sheraton for that time frame. Don't ask me. He was working for as a security uh, uh, expert for Hy-Vee. And uh, our church members, I would say they had something to do with him coming there. So, And he was very knowledgeable and he uh, gave me my cottage meetings. And uh, some people didn't appreciate him, but I did. Um, and Raymond Stiles uh, confirmed me. All good people from outside the center place, from within the church, strong workers for the church. And that's where I I uh, would say my strength come from. I forgot to say one thing I wanted to say back in when my wife and I first got together before kids, before marriage. We went to a I think it was a reunion at Lamoni. And uh, me not having any church, I uh, was flabbergasted at the fact that we had to kneel. What was we kneeling for? I knelt down with them, and they partook. And, of course, we had to do that twice. It was really an experience for me. So, all this time, we're getting up to the testimony stuff. Harriet, you remember my mother-in-law, that maybe you don't, a lot, a lot of people don't, they're new here, but she came with us for years. She lived with us for 20 years. She moved down here from Cheriton in 1980. 1981, we followed her. Uh, for the gathering, we gathered in. Uh, that's 42 years ago. Moved to the center place. They had it made. 
I will say, and I told my my uh, immediate family in our ch- Christmas gathering this this year, I usually have a small talk with them, more or less Thanksgiving. And uh, I said, you guys realize that without us moving here, the year we did, we would not have been together. More than likely, you wouldn't have been in the same town. That's the way it works now. Nobody, nobody stays put. You have to go out and make a living outside. Uh, if I had still been in Sheraton, I wouldn't have had my kids around me. wouldn't have had my grandchildren around me. wouldn't have had my great-grandchildren around me to give... Um, my my stories that they they come stay with me with a, grandma and they have to have grandma tell me a story and it's got to be something from the past and one night we watched uh, where the red fern grows and that's pretty much a story of my youth. If you haven't seen that show or read the book, it's only thing I could say I didn't go barefooted all the time, but pretty much everything else. Anyway, I told them us moving saved our family. And you know what? I've got... All three of my children does not go to church. My grandchildren do. But my children, I don't know what world, but they're still close. But anyway, they acknowledged the fact, they understood that we wouldn't have been together. We wouldn't have had all this family together. And that's where I'm coming to. Uh, let's, let's go to Second Corinthians, and this is Ed's scripture. Uh, if I can get to it, oh, I've got so many marks in here. Where, where is Corinthians? It's it's a scripture where we are yoked together. And I uh, I know that's that's a major part. That scripture works and is a big part of, of my life. I know that we are all friends all soldiers, and uh, there's not anything I wouldn't do for you as you for me if I ask. Of course, me being independent and invincible, who needs somebody else to do anything for me? Yeah, right, I've grown up a little bit. After 1981, uh, and you got to re- that's 
uh, made, making that big move. I lived in this area where we come from all my life. In, in 81, we moved down here, sold a new house. I had just got a, I've been working a new job five years about that. And uh, so we had life by the tail, really. And get up and move. Well, remember uh, Jones and the Jonestown massacre uh, where he he uh, poisoned all of his followers? That's what my, that was happening. That had just happened a year or two before we moved. Uh, and my family thought I was going something like that, uh, going to a cult. And I was, I, uh, what the world thought of us as a cult. Anyway, so that was rough to hear that come out of them and think that I was that. But they soon got over it. They realized that it wasn't that. And uh, I moved down here, and one of the things was that to get me acclimated and the kids, I wouldn't have to go to work right away. My wife would go to work. She would made that sacrifice, and and believe me, I realized it and do realize it today that uh, uh, we had just the amount of money to last for a year, and at that time of year. We looked back again after that year was up, and I was offered a job, a good job. And uh, then in 84, that was 82, 84, we left the church and uh, left uh, the RLDS church and went to uh, a restoration branch, Glendale was there for years until we had to leave there. Uh, I don't know why, other than it's his will. Maybe we outgrew it. I don't, I don't want to. I don't think about it. They're still friends. They're good friends. Good, hardworking people. Um, in 89, I was called to the office to preach. Priest. And in 94, uh, I started my own business with my sons. And that lasted till 2008, the downturn. We started turning. I could see uh, uh, the world turning and things were slowing down. And, uh, and finally in 2008, 14, I retired. And we rehabbed houses for a while. Then I started to drive a bus. All this time, I'm um, going to church. Well, not all the time, but uh, the latter part of the year there years we uh, come to church here and it was amazing to me uh, I think 
Bob was the first pastor we had, Bob Gilbert. And I was uh, stricken with him as far as uh, impressed. And uh, I still, I have been from the day one here in Buckner. All, always, we've had good, good people here. I, uh, I want to say the testimonies that uh, all these dates that I've given you, each one of them's got a testimony behind it. We, you know, I couldn't have done anything without him directing us, us in these ways, and I don't deserve life that I've got except that he has given it to us. Uh, I uh, I have uh, I drive the school bus now. And uh, oh the, the testimonies you have with that. The children the good times and the bad times. Uh, I've got this this uh, friend, bus driver, another bus driver. He's younger than I am, which most of them are. Um, I'm the old man, and that's what they call me. And uh, so we have a little layover at last school, elementary, and uh, we we talk, and he's a good. I'm not sure what his religion he is. It may be baptism, Baptist. And uh, but he was telling me one day that he had volunteered to uh, who's this young girl in a wheelchair. This was not bus driving. It's it just at, at his church. Young girl into the church. And he was singing hymns. She has autism. And he says, she started singing and praising God. And the joy he felt of that. And you know what? He betrayed that to me. And that was a testimony to me. And it made my heart swell. And I had to give him a testimony. A testimony of the first time I'd seen one of the Lord's miracles. And it was a a young child that we was, this was uh, about the time we built a new house. We had uh, a young child. She was watching. And he went to the hospital. And he, they couldn't get him to stop crying. I mean, 
you know, he was hurt so much, apparently, that they couldn't get him to stop crying. So Jane had had asked the mother if she would let them call her call in the elders. And you know I was standing there with her and and the elders took this young man in their hands and lo and behold they prayed over him and he stopped crying. Now Miracle. We could think, oh, that's by accident. No, it wasn't. Just one of many testimonies I have. And I hope that uh, you are prepared to give your testimonies when asked. I've got one scripture that I want to leave you with. And I apparently didn't have this in Mark, but I'm sure I've got the right one now. He that believeth, this is John five ten through 12. He that believeth on the Son of, the God, of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us he eternal life and this and this life is in the son, his son he that hath the son of he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son of god hath not life these things i have these things i have I written unto you that believeth on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and ye, that ye may continue to believe on the, on the name of the Son of God. We need, as Joe said, today, be ready. And give our testimony on the spur of the moment. You better have it in your mind. You better know it. You better know the gifts that he has given you. Because he is given to you for a reason. And you don't know that one person may need that one step up, that one testimony that you have. And uh, I look back on all these years that these testimonies have always been there. But I haven't been 
ready to give them. May we continue with the love of Christ and always have the patience that Christ gives us. And in this world, we need patience to wait on the Lord. We'll use hymn number 201 to close our service. Father which art in heaven, Lord, we uh, give you thanks for all the
pray in all the praise and honor. We are so grateful, Lord, for this uh, sanctuary, a place to draw apart from the world. But let us remember, Lord, it's only a place that we might uh, make preparation, that we might go back into the world, that we might take your word, and uh, we might recognize your power in our life, particularly in times we recognize you uh, until afterward. We didn't recognize you until afterwards, like our brothers shared. We're so grateful, Lord, for your watch care. I pray, dear Lord, that each one of us might purge our, our lives and purge our hearts from those things of the world that we might make room for your Son to dwell within us, that we might share the light of uh, your Son, Jesus Christ, to this world. Help us to stand ready always to sanctify our hearts and stand ready always to give an answer in meekness of fear for the hope that lies within us and pray that hope would always be Jesus Christ. I pray a blessing upon each family and home gathered here uh, and those that desired to come but could not. Help us as we go out into the mission field this week to, uh, to stand fast and firm in the gospel, that we might uh, be patient with others as uh, you have been patient with us, that we might uh, speak softly but stand firmly. We thank you, Lord, for the example in your Son. Help us to follow in his way and help us to learn to love one another and love you in a greater way. We uh, pray a benediction upon this time till we meet again and ask this in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm.